0: Hello and welcome to the Carfucius Says Podcast, the show where we talk about anything and everything related to living a more purposeful and empowered life. I am your host, Michael Karp, aka Carp, aka Carfucius. All right, welcome to episode number 11 of the Carfucius Says Podcast, In this episode, we are going to switch gears a little bit and talk about travel. So I've been living in Costa Rica and traveling around Costa Rica for the last 10 weeks, right? Since kind of the beginning of August. And um, traveling in general, and especially long-term travel, is like a dream come true for me, right? Like I started my online business out of college eight years ago. With the dream of traveling the world right? That was the ma- one of the main motivations Was to live a location independent lifestyle Where I could live where I wanted to live Do what I want to do Be my own boss Make my own schedule And do work that I enjoy And uh, live in places like Costa Rica <laughs> And what happened was My first dream was to go to Thailand Because Thailand was kind of like the mecca for digital nomads and for, you know, especially for solo entrepreneurs, um, and especially the city of Chiang Mai in the northern part of Thailand. Um, So that was my dream, right? And when I first got started, I started as a freelance writer, and I thought it was only going to take me four months um, to get to Thailand and start traveling. And, uh, it ended up taking four years, (laughs) but I kept going. I persisted through all of the ups and downs and I made it to Thailand, had an amazing time traveling around Southeast Asia for 10 months, went to Thailand, Malaysia, Vietnam, and Bali. And funnily enough, at the very end of that trip um, before coming back to the US um, I stopped off in Costa Rica for my friend's bachelor party so this is actually my second time in Costa Rica but in a way it's really like my first because um, the bachelor party we just stayed in one sort of area and we didn't really travel around too much we did go on some excursions which were awesome i'm um, doing some zip lining and rappelling down like waterfalls and stuff like that yeah so that was awesome but this during this trip i'm really seeing a lot more of the country i'm meeting a lot more of the locals meeting a lot more eating a lot more of the food checking out the beaches and all that good stuff so The trip actually began, um, with my parents, right? My parents and I, uh, went to Tamarindo, which is on the West Coast. It's like a touristy sort of beach town. And we spent, uh, two weeks there, right? In an Airbnb. And, uh, it was, it was as spontaneous of a trip as we could make it. Like, maybe five months before the trip my parents proposed the idea to me of going to Costa Rica and I was very surprised like I'd wanted I'd been wanting to go because my friends and my friend's mom were here in Costa Rica um, and I'd met them in in Asia in Thailand and in Vietnam and they were telling me oh it's so amazing you got to come here and all this stuff and like I really wanted to go But things just um, hadn't worked out just yet. And um, then my parents ended up proposing it. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And they were like, why don't we go for my mom's 70th birthday? And I was like, yeah, perfect. Like, I'm all in. um, But can we make my flight a one-way ticket? And they were like, yeah, sure. I was like, okay, cool. (laughs) So... Um, I'll just stay there and yeah, you guys can come back here (laughs) to Texas. I was like, all right, excellent. So we chose Tamarindo because my dad really wanted to surf and we really wanted like a nice beach town, um, with all the amenities and, um, Tamarindo was honestly like the perfect place. Like our Airbnb was incredible. Like it was for like $125 a night. We had a two bedroom. Um, what's it called? A two bedroom suite. What's it? It's called a loft or a suite or something. Um, but we had the top floor, right? We had the top floor. We had a kitchen, living room. We had two bedrooms on each side of this loft. And each bedroom had its own balcony looking out over like all the vegetation and stuff. And we even had, um, a rooftop gym with, um, views of like, like the whole, we're like up on a hillside. So we had views of like the whole hillside, all of the the trees and the ocean and like beaches off in the distance, like some mountains off in the distance and, like, you could see the sunsets from there. You can see the birds all flying. And it was just beautiful. It was just really, really majestic. Especially after, like, three years where my parents and I went through, like, quite a lot of stuff in Texas. Quite a lot of challenges that we, you know, went through and overcame. And so, to go straight from that to this beautiful... Tropical paradise was just magical. Magical. And the nice thing about Tamarindo is that it's really small. So basically, no matter where you stay, you're going to be a walking distance from all the shops, all the, all the amenities from the beach. We were like a 10 minute walk from the beach, a five minute walk to the shops and the restaurants. And, you know, like a five minute walk to get groceries and pick up water and uh like everything was so close by like like you can use taxis and the taxis are super cheap um but you don't really need to like we never we didn't use a taxi once and we were there for two weeks and uh you can also rent stuff you can rent these like off off off-road golf cart type things and um yeah yeah it's just an amazing time Like, my dad fulfilled one of his dreams, which is to learn how to surf, and uh, it's something he'd been wanting to do since he was in his 20s, so this is a a decades-long dream for him. He took some surfing lessons, and on his only his second surfing lesson, he stood up, and I was super proud of him because I've surfed in, like, five countries, like, all over the world. Right. And I've never stood up. <laughs> I've served in Hawaii. I've served in Vietnam. I've served in Australia. I've served in California. And I have n- not stood up once. <laughs> and I've, I've gotten lessons before. <laughs> and like I can snowboard. I can sna- skateboard a bit. But like, um, yeah, so I was really happy for him, you know. And my mom just had a blast. Like this was for her 70th birthday and also for my 30th birthday, which was a few weeks before. And yeah, she told me she was having the time of her life and that really made made the trip for me because I wanted to make sure that she had a good time and she had a great time. She saw monkeys at the beach. We went to this sloth sanctuary, and it's just like a treasure trove of of nature. And interesting bugs and interesting plants, and she took like a thousand pictures, and yeah, it was just it was just fantastic. It was just fantastic, um, and we got sunsets at the beach. The sunsets were just amazing. Like like the the way that beach is is it's very flat for like um, like far out into the ocean, right? The so when the tide is out there's like a thin layer of water over the sand and when the rise or the when the sun is setting it reflects all over the sand as well like all over the water all over the sand the sand it makes this kind of beautiful mirror effect and there's people and people riding horses and like yeah it's just just really magical really really magical and super nice people like we made friends with this one with one of our waiters at one of the restaurants and just one of the smiliest happiest people we've ever met and yeah had a great time had a really great time and then the end of the trip my friends came and met up with us they got to meet my parents and uh my parents basically dropped me off with them. And then I started rolling with them. And this is when, like, the sort of traveling began for me, right? Because um, I'm inherently nomadic. I enjoy being on the move. I enjoy going to different places, meeting different people, seeing different things. And um they immediately took me to... Nosara. Nosara is also kind of a touristy place on the west coast but what's happened is that they've designed the city the town it's really a town they've designed the town so there are no paved roads it's all dirt roads and they're kind of like bumpy and like you need you need an off-road vehicle to be in the actual town itself. And what this has done is, it's created like sort of um, it's both a barrier to entry for some people and an invitation for other people, right? Who have like off-road vehicles and stuff. So the town has retained a lot of its nature. It really hasn't been built up too much. Like the whole beach doesn't have it doesn't have any restaurants or any. Um, yeah, there's there's no restaurants or bars actually on the beach itself. So all of the natural vegetation is still there. Compared to Tamarindo whereas like there are just bars and restaurants bars and restaurants across the whole beach, um Nosara has maintained its natural um environment, right? And um that makes the energy very different. It makes the people who go there quite different um Nosara is more upscale it is like it's a vacation destination for like wealthier people and um yeah it's definitely one of the most expensive areas in in the whole country um but it's unique you know it's unique and it's a very interesting it's a very interesting energy right um but we were staying like in a small, I mean, I don't know if if you can even call it a town, but a very, very small town right to the south of Nosar called Garza Bay. And this place is almost completely undeveloped, but we were staying in a container home community. And apparently container homes are like this new thing, right? I had no clue about them until my friends told me about them. And they are... Um, made out of shipping containers and the reason being is because shipping containers are very cheap they are already made right you don't have to construct a container it's already you know there and um in costa rica you don't have to pay any taxes so they're becoming very big people are creating uh like two three four shipping container homes they're designing them very intricately and very nicely, like, like a regular home, but they are way cheaper, like multiple times cheaper than an actual house, you know, than like uh, a brick or wooden house. Um, so we stay in this community and this community is filled with amazing people, super nice, super friendly, um, like Costa Rican people and literally, we were like a 30-second walk from the beach. Like, we just go through on this little bridge, through these bushes, um, past this home where a Nicaraguan family lives, and they have these dogs that barked at us. <laughs> like, every single time, these dogs would bark at us. And, like, we had to take... We had to take sticks, because they were kind of aggressive. And so you take sticks for, for protection, I guess. And... Uh, yeah, you just kind of bat the stick on the ground if they get too close to you. But you go past the rabbit dogs and then you're, you're at the beach. And the beach is practically a private beach. There's basically no one there and it stretches for like, like, I don't know, a thousand meters or something like that. And uh, we'd go to the beach every morning, go for a walk, do yoga, meditate, lie on the sand and it's just one of the best ways to start your day you know like energizing healthy natural and beautiful to be honest and that place as well isn't built up right so a lot of the natural environment has been maintained and you get to enjoy that right Uh, so we stayed there for two weeks and got to know the people and just relax enjoyed ourselves uh did some work um before coming to where we are now and where we are now is a very a very local place like this is not a touristy place at all you know like we uh we are i've only seen like another, like, one other American here, compared to Tamarindo, where there are Americans everywhere, right, and Osara, there are quite a lot of Americans, right, um, but here, I've only seen one other, and he lives here, he's married to a Costa Rican, uh, woman, and he owns, like, a restaurant slash bar here, um, but this place is called Playa Naranjo, and it is gorgeous, like, 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 just, it's like a painting, right? And this is where my friends have been living for the last nine months. We're staying in, and now I'm staying in the place right next door to them. And it's this place that's up on a hill. It used to be a like a hotel, but now it's kind of like after COVID, it, it came under new ownership. And now it's kind of like an Airbnb type of place. Um, but it's just spectacular. Like, like we, I wake up, I open my curtains and I have an ocean view, you know, and there's this deck right in front of this massive deck where you can see everything. You can see all the mountains. We're right on the bay. Like we're on this peninsula on the West coast of Costa Rica and there's the bay. So the water is like serene it's so calm so tranquil and you can see the mountains on the other side of like the mainland of costa rica and the clouds the sunsets here like sometimes the sun will be setting like off to like the left side of the view and then on the right side there will be these massive clouds off in the distance with lightning every like 15 seconds just a lightning going off like lighting up the whole sky and the sun's going down all the clouds are going orange and red and gold and purple and the mountains in the distance are starting to fade away and become like 2d and uh yeah <laughs> yeah it's just wild birds flying around hawks flying around butterflies everywhere dragonflies everywhere there's a pool down below that's like lined with with palm trees and yeah sometimes I get used to it (laughs) and uh I don't notice it as much but I do my best every day to just look out at the view and just appreciate it because this is like a view that um you know this is like a dream a dream view you know and, uh, my rent here, can you guess what my rent is? It's $400 a month. <laughs> $400 a month. Right. And I've got my own, like, studio with a kitchen, a little table for me to work at. I've got two beds in here. Like, and I'm, I'm the only one in here, but i got two beds in here. I've got a couch. I've got a TV got internet paid for water paid for electricity paid for gas paid for right all for 400 months like a flat rate so in these countries like costa rica is the most expensive country in central and south america and it's way more expensive than than southeast asia was southeast asia was like four times cheaper than, than the US I was paying 180 a month for an apartment there and um, so Costa Rica isn't like the cheapest place right if you're an American or you're coming from a first world country a lot of the prices are the same If you go to a restaurant a lot of the prices are the same if you go get groceries a lot of the prices are the same um, Rent is definitely cheaper like you might pay half the amount in rent. But if you know where to look and you go to a place that's more local, you can pay 400 a month for a beautiful ocean view, right? Depending on what you're willing to live in, like what, what your living standards are. Like this is nice for me, at least right now. I'm single right now and you know, I'm, I'm a nomad. And so for now, this is really nice and I get to enjoy a very high quality of life, like a 20 minute walk from the beach. So I'm enjoying a very high quality of life, a very healthy life for very, very cheap. Um, And yeah, and on top of that, our landlords are the nicest couple ever, right? Like they've literally, my friends have, my friends and my friend's mom they've literally become friends with our landlords. Our landlords will come over, hang out, we we'll have conversations. We had, um, one of them, it was their birthday last Friday and we threw a little party for her. Like, you know, like that's a lot of the people here are very open hearts and are very willing to like connect with you and build a relationship with you. Um, and they even said, because we're all kind of nomadic, right, but they said that they're going to be super sad when we eventually leave, <laughs> you know. And when do you have that type of relationship with a landlord in the U.S. or in a first world country? It's very rare. Even in Asia, I had a very good relationship with my landlady, <laughs> you know, like we, we became friends. And um, I just enjoy that. I enjoy that about these smaller towns and uh, local areas and these sort of developing developing nations they haven't been so desensitized like some people are when they live in the big cities and people are more appreciative sometimes of just these human to human relationships like whether it's a landlord whether it's like like a waiter or waitress at a restaurant or, you know, or like, like I became very good friends with this Thai guy, um, in Thailand who ran this vegetarian restaurant. I ate there twice a day, every single day. You know, we'd have conversations about life. Um, we would philosophize about different things. I would ask him lots of questions about what he thought about different things in life. And it was just a really, nice characteristic of the lifestyle because you don't even have to try it's not like I have to really go out of my way to build connections with people it just happens just happens very naturally and that's something that that I really enjoy so yeah it's a beautiful life it's a beautiful life if you listen to the episode where I talked about the pressure to be happy I talked about that I've been feeling down here for the last two weeks. Um, It's not like, like sometimes the outside perception of a life like this, especially if you watch like my Instagram stories, is that it's, it's all 100% like amazing all the time. Like it's just perfect, right? And usually what you see on social media is the perfect side of it is the great, amazing, Side of it. And sometimes you don't even get to see all of it because not all of it can really be captured in a story. And it is amazing. But life is a rhythm, right? It goes up, down, and up, and down, and up, and down. And that's just the natural rhythm of life. Like I had an incredible, amazing experience in Southeast Asia for those 10 months. But I also experienced some of my most challenging times. I was dealing with a lot of anxiety. I was dealing with a lot of necessity to get out of my comfort zone. And a lot of that was very difficult, you know, but I was pushing myself and pushing myself and pushing myself. And I became who I really want to be in large part because of that, um, or thanks to that experience and thanks to how I took advantage of that experience. But it's not like it's all easy. It's not like it's all like, you know, just, absolutely perfect it's not meant to be you know it's meant to be like an experience right a full on immersive experience where the challenges are meaningful right the challenges are like there to help you grow and evolve they're not just there to make your life difficult (laughs) you know they're there for your evolution personally spiritually even physically, right? So, this is where we've been for the last two, no, the last, yeah, the last two months, right? The last eight weeks. No, the last month and a half. <laughs> Man, I'm losing track of time. The last like six weeks we've been here. Um, and it's been amazing. Um, but we, We're digital nomads, right? We're travelers. So we've been all, we've been kind of itching, itching for the next exploration, the next like, um, kind of, we love going to new places, right? New places, experiencing new places, experiencing new people. So I think the next trip we're going to take is actually across the country to the East Coast. Um, my friends have some friends there and they're staying in like a spiritual community. Um, on the East Coast, the Caribbean side of Costa Rica. And that's one of our intentions. Like we either want to live in a community, in like a spiritual community, or we want to create one ourselves, which is where the shipping containers come in. (laughs) So we've been considering creating a shipping container community for like spiritual people, spiritual entrepreneurs, like people who want to empower each other and live in like a community environment. And so we're going to go over to the East Coast, we're going to check out this community and see if it's for us. Um, or maybe even get ideas for the community that that we want to start. Um, but communities themselves are getting very big. Um, especially in Costa Rica, a lot of people want to start communities out here and there are quite a number of them. Um, but from what I've heard, they can be really amazing. Like the people you can meet there and they can be very healthy, right? Because what you do in these communities is everyone sort of contributes in a different way. Like people will put on classes for yoga or meditation. You're often going to live off the land right people will be farming people will be growing their own food and um just the community aspect is something that i think can get lost in city life just because like you it's more likely that your neighbors are going to (laughs) suck than your neighbors are going to be awesome right or they're going to be neutral and you're like never going to talk to them so Like, to have a community aspect in a city, you really need to have, like, a tight-knit group of friends and a tight-knit family, and you need to come together often, right? And sometimes with work and with family obligations and, like, with stuff like that, it's just not as easy, right? As opposed to actually living in a a community that's already set up, right, where you live right next to all your friends, right? Or right next to people who are becoming your friends. And you, a lot of it is self-sustaining. So you don't really need to go out and like, you don't really have to go out and like commute to work, or you don't have to go out and like buy groceries. Like you, you're cooking and making everything there and you're growing everything there. And um, at least for me, it's something that I want to try. I want to see is this something that could, you know, could be for me and could be for us? Um, It's an intriguing prospect. And so that'll probably be the next move um, at some point. All right. So to wrap this up, um, 10 weeks in Costa Rica has been, you know, really amazing. Um, I love the tropical environment. I love the tropical weather. And even though it's been rainy rainy season here, it like it's quite beautiful the the rain because it's sunny for like 80 or 90 percent of the day, and then it rains for like 10 or 20 percent of the day, right? And it also means there's a lot less tourists during rainy season. Um, it's less crowded, um, but high season and dry season is coming next month in November. And apparently there's going to be a massive influx of people into the country, um, which will have its own pros and cons. You know, it's not like one's better or worse than the other, at least for me, at least my perspective. But I'm very interested in experiencing high season here in Costa Rica. And uh yeah, I think it's going to be fun. And the last thing, if you're on a U.S. passport or... I think basically any first world country passport um, you don't have to get a visa before you arrive to Costa Rica but as soon as you arrive you get a visa a visa stamped in your passport and it gives you three months so you can stay in the country for three months and then you have to leave and then come back right which is called a visa run and then you'll get your visa restamped, right if you want to stay for another three months so my intention is to stay for another three months and my three months is coming up at the beginning of November. So I'm going to have to do a visa run, most likely up to Nicaragua, which is uh, the closest other country. Just going to take a bus up there. And apparently you literally cross, you cross the border, you stay there for like 20 minutes, and then you can come back. They stamp your visa and then you're back in the country. So. That is also what's coming up, and I need to plan that. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you have any questions about travel or, like, anything, send me an email at michael at And I'll see you in the next episode. Peace. And one more thing my new book is out now it's called the purpose discovery system it will help you find your life purpose define it with clarity and make a plan to follow it even if you're totally lost right now and have no clue what to do with your life this book walks you through the exact same process I use to find my life purpose and it can help you find yours as well if you're interested Click the link in the show notes or in the podcast description. Your purpose awaits.